Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back. Today, I'm excited to share a special episode with you. I recently had the privilege of being a guest speaker at the Breakthrough Fear Summit hosted by the incredible Jackie Kinnear. Together, we dove into deep conversations and discussions about personal development, overcoming fear, and the power of self-love. Additionally, we discussed the importance and role of community in fostering growth and the importance of habits and mindfulness in maintaining mental and emotional health. Our goal for this episode is to empower you to leverage fear to fuel your progress and how self-acceptance can lead to true freedom. So buckle up and get ready because we're about to embark on a journey to self-discovery. So let's get started. Welcome to Breakthrough Fear, where my guests share their secrets to how they amplify courage to create their extraordinary lives. Rachel Brooks is here today, and she is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, author, and speaker who helps women feel confident and embrace who they truly are. She's the founder of The Confident Woman, an initiative to empower women through personal growth and development. Rachel is the founder and CEO of I Am Athletics, host of The Confident Woman podcast, and the published author of the award-winning book, Chasing Perfection, A Journey to Healing, Fitness, and Self-Love. Her no-nonsense and holistic approach empowers women through digital courses and programs, easy-to-digest tools and resources, and a robust, robust, inspiring community. Welcome, Rachel, and thank you so much for joining me today. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Jackie, for just being here and giving me this opportunity to just share my heart with everybody. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. And I'm so excited for everyone to share your story. So let's just dive right into that. Tell us a little bit about your personal journey and how it's influenced your your experience of breaking through fear, freedom, fear to attain. Let's try that again. Breaking through fear to attain freedom. Absolutely. So my journey probably starts like many and we get to a place where it's like, is this it? Is this this life? Like, how did I get here? There's got to be more. There's got to be something more to what we're doing and striving and achieving. And, you know, for me, that chase for more was that chase of perfection. And that quest was you know, if I had the perfect life, the perfect business, the perfect this, and all the things that we desire and strive for, then, you know, at the end of the day, I could feel like I'm living intentionally with purpose. And I feel like I come to this place where I could find that freedom within, that happiness, that peace, that contentment that I was longing for. And what I found in my journey was that that quest for more was actually something I was externally seeking. And that was those things externally, like I said, if you had the, you know, the perfect life in all cases, scenarios, then everything would look good. You feel good, you look the part, and yay, you made it. But in context, it's like, yeah, this sounds all lofty and stuff, and that's like the aspired dream or the hope or ambition. But yet, what is that longing inside? 
So after this chase that felt like decades of my life, like just huge parts of my life, because as I, I was sat down to write the book and I had to do a lot of unraveling and figuring out how did I even get to this point? And finding myself at rock bottom, I started unraveling, finding those pieces, looking back at my life and seeing the through line. And I realized that everything that had happened over time, and so when we look at our past, right? So our past gets us to where we're at today, which is our present. So in our past, we can look at, okay, what happened, uh, the traumas, the dramas, the situations, circumstances, you know, whether they're our own or that was passed down to us, however we want to look at that, we have to take that into account and figure out how we got to this place where this is the start of something different. Everyone has that in their life. It's whether you're starting a new job, a new transition in life, you may have just got married, a new promotion, a new, you know, turning that side hustle into the business, whatever that is. How did we get to this point that we know that there's something more for us? So in this context of I'm sitting at this bottom of this pit and figuring out, well, of all the things that landed me to hear, I know now not what to do. And start taking the bits and pieces that had served me in my life that got me to where I could potentially go. And so as I'm sitting there with nowhere else to go, it forced me to really reveal my past and, and start sifting, sorting through all the pieces and figuring out which pieces are going to serve me in the future, discarding the rest and start slowly climbing out of this pit. And in doing so, it was about really reclaiming that power, owning who I am, owning why and how I got here, because we have to take personal responsibility from that moment we decide today is the day we choose. So that's something that was very personal. It was a challenge for me because I never looked at it like that. So as we compile and compound all the things that led us to this place, we could look back and say, oh, well, life did that for me. Look at what happened. Oh, and we can play a victim or we can look at it as like, yeah, that was empowering, but now what? So we have choices. And so in doing so, I realized that everything had led me to where I am. But for me to get out, I have to completely change not just my, my mindset, but also my, my identity. I didn't know who I was at that point because everything I felt was just, well, if I knew who I was, why would I be at the bottom of this pit? You know, so it took a lot of self-reflection. So climbing myself out of this pit, I started reinforcing new beliefs, new thoughts, new patterns in my life, the way I started speaking to and about myself, to the behaviors of how I started showing up, all the actions that I was doing here in, in, the, in the moment that would lead me to the next step. And in doing so, I didn't realize this at the time, but I was redefining who I am because I had this vision of who I thought I was, but yet clearly that person wouldn't have been at the rock bottom pit. So what was that person doing? What was she speaking about herself? What was she believing? I really had to get crystal clear on who she was. And in doing so, start compiling and compounding and little bit little, we start building those steps and those behaviorals or the behavior or action steps that lead us in those small micro moments to climbing out. And so my journey is unique to me, but yet it's relatable to so many because at the core of it all, we're just human beings trying to do the best we can with what we know. And that was the struggle. That was what I was trying to achieve was this, you know, picture perfect life that we see plastered across social media, media, you know, it's, it's a form of almost entertainment. But yet when somebody's sitting at the bottom, that becomes now the hope, that becomes the dream, that becomes the reality of what's possible. 
because we see it through the lens of somebody else, but we haven't experienced that yet. And so now there's this big disconnect and that keeps like somebody stuck down and feeling that they are uh, less than. And that was something I did not want to feel. And that's something I choose to empower women to not feel as well. Wow. So you essentially with first deciding to just take complete self-responsibility and then you looked at your past and it sounds like you essentially redefined it mm-hmm. in the meaning that you gave even had happened that had maybe held you back in the past mm-hmm. and then looked at the identity that you were living from and changed your identity yes yeah that is so powerful so in changing your identity can you talk more about that like what that means and and more about what that that looked like for you yeah absolutely so in changing my identity I remember I was at this point my in, in this pivotal moment so I'm still kind of in the pit kind of on the upside not rock bottom yet I realize now the only way to go is up. So I made that choice and I started looking intentionally for those tools or resources or even guides or mentors. Just I, I needed hope and inspiration. I needed something because my own discouragement was just keeping me stuck as well. And so when I started doing some of the inner work and asking myself those questions, like, first of all, how did I even get here? But secondly, if I'm the person I believe that I could be or should be based off of external approval and validation, then there should be no reason why I'm here. And so now I'm questioning those things. So as I'm questioning, I'm questioning also me. And I didn't understand that because I looked at it as like, yeah, our past, there's a lot of stuff that was done to us. But in those moments of now figuring out to reclaim my power, I had to say, well, what if that was no longer happening to me, but what good could come from it so it can happen for me? And so if I could start flipping that narrative, I wonder what else I could start flipping in those little tweaks. So I started changing the narrative about myself. I started redefining what that looked for me. I started speaking life into me. And it wasn't something that you just do overnight because I remember one of the, one of the uh, mentors I had worked with at the time, she had said, well, then who are you? And immediately autoresponder, well, I'm not this. I'm, I'm not good at that. I'm terrible at this. And we just start spitballing all this negative stuff that we speak about ourselves because it lives in our head anyway. And as I'm spitting this out, she's like, no, no, that's not the question I asked you. And I said, well, then what was it? And she goes, who are you? And I said, I'm telling you. She goes, no, you told me everything you're not. But who are you really? And I said, wow, I don't know. Because of all the mess, all of life, all of things that have happened, it's pushed us down that we don't even know who we are. We're just at this point, I'm just trying to survive or I'm just trying to make it to the next day. I didn't think further beyond my circumstances. I didn't think beyond my situation. I couldn't see that because the hope wasn't there. And so as I started you know, chewing on this thought of who I am, I had to dump out all the, all the negative beliefs about myself. And in doing so, I wrote them on this paper and I started taking that same approach. I flipped the script. I flipped the narrative. So if I said, I'm not smart, I would write, well, I am smart, even though I didn't believe it yet. But I wanted to start flipping this. And as I was reframing the narrative, 
I would go down in that column of the I am's now and start piecing the the memories and the the moments that would define how I am smart, how I am kind, how I am loving, how I am. Because we're so autopilot to have that fear that tells us who we're not, that keeps us stuck. And we start believing we build a life around that because now our, we're scanning the world for the, the, the evidence to deposit in those buckets. And we have those buckets. They're completely filled. So we go through life carrying around all this negative thoughts and our beliefs that become our identity. And with our identity, what do we do with that? That's our stronghold. That's true to who we are. So we start living, acting, breathing out of all of this. And so when I looked at that other side, I said, yeah, there's times I'm not so kind. In fact, I'm not very kind to myself. In fact, yeah, there's those times that I, I, I mistreated myself and I don't feel good about that. So I wonder, am I showing up that way for others? And so I just really put, spun it back on me. I held the mirror up to who I am really inside. It started questioning. And so as I'm discovering this I am, I have this vision and now I'm, I'm reimagining who really I am. So as this version of me, I start asking myself, am I showing up like her? Am I thinking like her? Am I talking like her? Am I acting like her? How am I living intentionally as this version of who I am that is all this goodness? Because I know that I was created with on and for a purpose. And my purpose wasn't to sit at rock bottom. My purpose wasn't to believe all the things that people would say to and about me or the beliefs that are passed on. Say, don't do this. Don't do that. But that was something that was inherited and maybe useful for our ancestors or our parents to say don't do because it was for protection or out of fear or their own experiences. And so I really had to get crystal clear on whose life am I living for them or for me? But who, who am I? And so I had to ask that question. And so it was a self-discovery journey, but it was so empowering because as I'm doing this, I'm filling back up my own esteem and I didn't have that. And that was a slow build. So powerful. And I love how you said that you, you, we have all this evidence that our brain is automatically going to go to why we're not smart, why we're not talented, why we're not. And how you flipped it and decided, you know what, I am. And you looked intentionally for the evidence that actually you are what you didn't think you are because your your brain our brains just want to focus on all the ways we're not but like giving yourself that space to find like actually I am and then being able to just build 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 from that place mm -hmm. and like like kind of uncover or rediscover that version of you yeah so amazing I love that Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a journey. And, you know, as, as you start to turn that corner, it now becomes a, it, the intention and the purpose of living because you keep showing up as that version and, and it will always evolve day by day. So this is a constant work in, in motion. Like you have to practice this every day. So every day I have to choose because it's easy to just succumb to the negative thoughts and beliefs because that's complacency, that's stillness, that's, that's comfort. And yeah, sometimes it's a lot easier to pick that over the hard stuff. So it's choosing every day to intentionally walk in alignment and live with, on, and for that purpose that you know that you were created for. And so what does that look like for you? You said, you know, you 
true. You have to practice it every day. So how? What does that look like, practicing it every day? So that would be, for me, it's a form of self-care. And so I had to redefine what self-care was, too, because I thought self-care was just, I don't know, getting nails and hair done, you know, maintenance stuff. I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of the luxury extreme of self-care, but we're not there yet. Let's just take care of our basic needs. What does that look like? Are you speaking kindly about yourself? Are you filling your mind, your body, and your soul from a place of nourishment? So what are you, in, what are you consuming in that, in that context of five senses, right? So what are we watching? What are we reading? What are we listening to? What are we doing to fill that soul, our, our inner being? How are we moving our body? Are we even moving our body? You know, because sometimes we can get stuck in a rut and we just sometimes stay still. It feels very comforting, but we have to keep moving. And so I've redefined what that looks like. And so for me, the, my, my book is based off of my fitness journey as well. So it's a journey to healing fitness and self-love. So I had to redefine again what fitness was. And so now fitness wasn't a form of external, you know, look the part and get strong or, you know, lose the, lose the weight and try every single day to keep that weight off kind of context because I didn't build a lifestyle around it. That was a difference. So now looking at fitness as a way of life, I didn't want to externally get fit. I wanted to get fit from within. I wanted to keep my pillars. So I have these four, fill, uh, four pillars that are my philosophical approach to my own inner health or fitness, health, and well-being, which is fit from within. And that is your mental, your emotional, and your spiritual. Well, then your, your physical becomes a byproduct of that inner fitness. It reflects because how many times are we like super stressed and we're holding, right? But then as soon as stress releases, we, we feel like, oh, look, we just lost some weight. And I'm using that as context and it's not how we go about weight loss, but it's the ebbs and flows. And so as we were starting to get those four counterparts in check, I started now it's easier to keep those four in balance than feel like you have to balance the world. And that's what's hard. When we talk about work-life balance, it seems like how do we take that whole world and balance it with our inner being? And it's like we can't. We have to only balance a few things simultaneously to keep that at a tie point. So for me, you know, mental health and well-being Again, how, what am I doing for all of those things? My mind, am I reading things that are, that are choosing growth? Am I reading things or, you know, consuming for inspiration, for creativity, for innovation, for, for, you know, nourishment itself, like the foods I eat emotionally? What does that look like? Am I being at one with who I am? Like, you know, for me, I'm very, my faith is a big piece of my, of my life. So I was checking with my creator. I'm like, how, how are we creating today? Like, Thank you, God, for this day, right? So I'm checking on my creator, filling my soul. I do a lot of devotionals, reading, journaling, music, things that just light me up, art, you know, things like that that's passionate. And then, of course, you know, for, uh, from physical, I go out and I lift my weights. I go for my walks, my meditations, yoga, just for stretching, things like that to really get my body moving. So when I have those four counterparts in, in motion, it feels like the four wheels on a car. Now we can go. Now we can get to A to B. We don't have to feel like we're dragging on fumes or running on a flat tire, just hoping to go that extra mile. We're really taking care of that inner being. And those have been practices and pillars that I had to relearn and rebuild. And that's been the foundation of how I've built my life. I love the four pillars. And, and how does um, the practice of self-love fit into those? Four pillars and 
and like really be intentional about self-love, how it impacts your life. Yeah. So like I said, in, in, um, for self-care, self-love or self-care is a form of self-love. And I look at myself as like the fulcrum of the before and after this radical transformation and just decide enough's enough. I'm, I, I'm choosing me. I'm, I don't want the world to define me. I want me to define me. And so self-love was that. I'm reclaiming that. What does is, what is love even feel like? Because when we're, when we're in, from an inside looking outward and we're in a, a place of desperation and despair or uh, depression and anxiety, those things can really rob us of feeling that wholesome love. And so when we don't care for ourselves and we don't start being in proximity of other people, but yet treating ourselves in that way, so we have to reclaim that. How are we, you know, are we caring for our, all those four pillars, right? That is the foundation of self-care that essentially leads to self-love because you're taking that time intentionally to check in, nourish, nurture, cultivate, grow, love, all of those things because that's what's blooming inside. And so as we're doing this, we start really knowing ourselves and knowing ourselves is one of the highest forms of love too. Because if we look at relationships, we want to have that deep, intimate relationship with our partner. Really know them, the vulnerability, the authenticity. Who are you really? And I had to know me from the ins and outs. And it's been a journey. And I'll tell you what, it's a really cool journey. Really cool journey. And you get to be your own best friend and you know everything about yourself. It's beautiful. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself because then you give it out because it's freely. It flows. It's freely. And this is what love is. It's from within. Yeah, getting to know yourself. Yeah, it, like that being a form of self-love, like knowing yourself and being able to, to take full responsibility and choose that intentional space you're, I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, that is, that is self-love. Yeah. So beautiful. So you founded the con the confident woman, right? To educate, inspire and empower women. And how does building self-confidence help in combating fears and achieving personal freedom? And how do we build self-confidence? So self-confidence, I always say, you know, for, for me, I founded The Confident Woman basically out of a need for myself because for context, I struggled for decades, like I said, with body dysmorphia, eating disorders, disordered eating, extreme diet, extreme exercise, self-image, self-esteem, all that. I was like, shut the light off, shut the door, pretend I don't even exist. That's where I was. And I said, well, you know, as I'm redefining this version of myself, I'm like, she's confident. I'm like, but what is confidence? <laughs> I had to redefine what confidence was as well. So as I'm redefining all these different facets of my life, because when I look at, basically I dumped everything out, metaphorically speaking, you dump it out, you sift through the pieces, you take what you want into this new version you're becoming. And I wanted all these, you know, from the characteristics to the personalities to, to really who I am still that I love about myself, that I had to reestablish that relationship and bring it into it. And so, you know, I look at self-confidence as also that stepping stone. So as we're consistently taking action day by day and we have these, you know, our own set of parameters or, or habits or routines, however you want to coin them for yourself, you start developing a daily practice or a weekly practice, whatever that is. So I always say consistency compounded over time yields results. 
So whatever we're doing consistently, we're getting good at. And what does that reaffirm? Your confidence. It starts boosting that esteem because now you can look back and say, look at me go. Like I did seven days in, next seven days, seven days, 14 days, 21 days, you know, 28. And we start building this momentum. Now you start looking back and say, I'm actually becoming, I'm becoming whatever it is you set out to achieve. And that becoming boosts the esteem. The esteem boosts the confidence. The confidence is a circle that keeps the, 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 the reciprocity going. It's like it's going, it's going. So we continuously step forward, this consistency. So when we look at what do we do on the confident woman, we consistently pour into our members with inspiration, hope, encouragement. We have resources, guides, tools. We're never letting that woman feel like she's alone in this journey because there's so many women that are also on this walk of of life trying to do the best they can to become their best and most confident selves. So when she's falling, she doesn't fall all the way because there's women there to catch her. When she's climbing up, she's got another one to pull up behind her. And it's this constant evolution of growth. And it's a constant evolution of women truly supporting, inspiring, and encouraging women to become their best and most confident self. So how much esteem could that take? How much confidence does it feel when you truly have somebody who believes in you, rooting for you, and cheering for you? let alone your own, because you're changing that narrative because you're surrounding yourself with incredible people. And so this is the journey that we call life. And we're doing this together because that version of the confident woman, she's in me, she's in you, she's in the next woman, she's in all of us. But somewhere our light has been dimmed and we've been snuffed out and told that we're not good enough. We're told that it doesn't matter. Your past defines you. You're not worthy enough. You're not accredited enough. You're not smart enough. You're not old enough. You're not any of this stuff, right? At the end of the day, you're not enough, but you are because you're a beautiful, beautiful woman that was born with, on, and for that purpose. And that confidence has been there the whole time. We just sometimes need to be that spark to reunite it and together we shine brighter. And that's confidence from within. Yeah. And what a difference it makes to be a part of a community or be surrounded by people who believe in you and who want you to show up as the truest, most authentic version of you, excuse me, whatever that looks like, in giving you that safe space to just be you, which is priceless, right? Yeah, and that's, that's an evolution itself because you're not going to be you coming out of the gates. You're each time you start evolving, you level up and you discover more about yourself. And it's so cool because the me I was even 10 years ago thinking, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm free. But it's a whole different freedom 10 years later. It's the whole evolution. And yeah, you agree. Yeah. So it's really cool. So you were talking about the habits, building on the habit, habit for the confidence the habits of exercise, the habits of mindfulness. How do those habits contribute to a fearless mentality and into creating a life that you love? So the habits are the foundation. So that's basically those building blocks. So if you've already established strong foundational habits based off of sustainability, so we're, we're looking at the long haul. So when we look to define our life, we're not looking how do I want my life entirely in a week from now? We got to go a little bit wide on our vision. What does that actually look like? So as we start to reverse engineer that, 
we're putting in place habits that will build to that to that vision or to those goals, right? So we take the vision, we break it down into smaller pieces, which are goal setting. So whether it's a monthly goal, a weekly goal, or just daily goals, we're still building up towards something. So I say, if you don't know where you're going, you don't know where to begin, right? We have to have, you know, what do we do with our GPS? Put in destination and it tells us how to get there. But if we just pull up the GPS and say, well, you're not telling me where to go, give it, give it a direction. So now that we have a direction, we have an intention. How are we lining those intentions to move forward and propel us there, right? So kind of like, got to check the gas, make sure that's filled, the tires are, are filled. And so we're just kind of doing these, this self-evaluation. And then that leads us to that road to, you know, successfully achieving those goals or dreams that we aspire. And in that context, it's like, okay, so each one of those is building upon, that's the habits. So the habits will then reinforce the behaviors and we start living authentically as ourselves. And that becomes the life that we absolutely love because in doing so, we're, we're basically shedding pieces of us as we're going because we're getting very crystal clear on the direction. We're clear on who we are. We're clear on our motives, our intention, our vision, the people that are coming with us who staying on by. You know, we got to get very clear on it. And so we're creating this life that we absolutely love because it's, it's how we've envisioned it. You know, there's pieces of us that will want to bring with us, but there's also pieces of us that are going to hold us back. So we have to get intentional again. What is your purpose here on this earth? What are you doing today to move forward and towards that? And it doesn't always have to be milestone progress. It could just be the kindness, the simple acts of kindness. You say, oh, well, you know, I was kind today. Well, that's on my moving, moving the needle forward list, right? So it's little steps like that. It's not always, oh, I wrote a book overnight and now it's a huge success the very next day. It doesn't happen. But, you know, people are looking for that instant gratification. And it's not real. It's slow practice, implementing, and doing the things that lead up to the bigger moments. So when somebody says they have an overnight success, no, there's years of building. There's years of that practice. There's years of those failures. There's years put in to building what we see now. And that's the, that's the habits. Those are, you know, I talk about that in, in my other book, which is Fit From Within, and that's our 60 Days of Finding Freedom. In a support built on the four uh, foundational principles of mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health and well-being. Oh, good. And do you have a story that from your work with the Confident Women Collective that sticks out in your mind that exemplifies the power of moving through fear and stepping into our power? Yeah, I mean, I got I could pull tons from myself, but not. <laughs> I'm actually going to to share a research with you either. Whatever. I mean, I, yeah, I got a lot. I mean, I came from like nothing to what you just read in my bio. So those are my successes. And I still continue that because I know that I have work to do. I have a mission here on this earth. And that's my, I, I'm just here to fulfill it. And so, but but in context for the the question, one of the, one of the women who just came through our, for, it's under the Confident Woman Collective. And so we have part of our mentorship and collaboration as one of our collab units initiatives there. And when she first came to us, she said, you know, I have this dream, but I don't, it's so big and scary. I don't even know if that's for me. I said, dump it out. Like, here it is. Let's go. And so she gets down and she just, you know, pours out her heart and soul and shares it with our, with our ladies at our table. And we're all just rooting for her and said, well, what about this? What about that? So we're brainstorming. We're doing peer-to-peer. And I remember I sat down with her individually and built out a strategy for her. 
And she's like, okay, well, that's an online thing. But what I really want is to open a brick and mortar. And now, mind you, this is coming off a pandemic. We still don't know what's happening. We don't know if brick and mortar is a thing nowadays still. And she's just like, I, I'm, I feel like that's my calling. I have to go that direction. So, you know, long story short, we're, we're getting there. And then we got the message or we're working with her to get to her dream. And we got the message about a month ago. And she said, come to our grand opening. And I said, what? And she goes, the, the garage gym is a real thing. That vision that I didn't even know could possibly, this happened within six months. She didn't even know that she can even think that big, let alone put it in paper, work with us and get to that success. And now she has this garage gym that she has always dreamt of and is now used for, we'll be using it for our event spaces as well. So now we brought in that collaboration, which is what women should be doing now. It's all about that. For us, if we're really, truly empowering women, it's about collaborating. Let's do this together. This is where we're going. Join arms, link arms, whatever. Let's go. So I share that just because it was beautiful and a fresh, fresh, hot off the press. We just did oh, this. Right. I was beaming with her that. I was like, you and where were you six months ago? And she's like crying and didn't even know where I was going and no direction in life. I was like, here we are. So, and if I love that because like the beginning of the story is so common where it's like we're afraid to really even say what we really truly want, right? Yeah. And it's like, because you were like, okay, no, just put it all out there. It allowed her brain to, and to, to go there and to, to imagine it. But it's like, so often we, we don't believe it's that we can do it anyway. And so we just kind of like, push it down and so that's such a beautiful example of of owning the truth of this is actually what I really want yeah and what can be created from that that's I love I'm so vehement like I said and it and it's a beautiful thing because to that point how many times do our dreams just just wash away and they just like die in our mind because we don't have the full vision and we're afraid to speak about it because it's like, well, I don't really know what I want or it doesn't have shape. Could people understand it? But the beauty of it it was that when we sat down at our collaborative table, she got brains from all of us that could see things from a different perspective that was helping to shape that scary mess that was in her mind. And as we just started talking about it, it started to take shape and this beautiful thing came to life. And that's what I'm most proud of is I, I just held the space. Yeah. So yeah, it's beautiful. Oh my gosh. So that kind of walks us into this, the, the my next question for you, which is what has surprised you most through your work with the confident women? The women. The the women in general. They surprise me because it's it's like I said, when we when the women come into the to the confident woman collective they're not beeping with confidence you know that that's kind of the place like i i want to learn more about that how do i become my own version of the confident woman and many of these women are at the in, at those transitional uh places in their life they're just re-entering the workforce or they have just you know may have their first kid so now they're taking time off and they're like what does this look like so now they're venturing into motherhood they're you know coming up into their space maybe going back into the workspace or Hey, I got this job that I've been at for all this, all these years and it's safety and security, but I know there's something more for me. I feel in this tug on my heart. And it's like, 
okay, let's talk about it. So it helps give these women a sounding board, a place to really show up in any way that they are. But there's all of them throughout through have this longing in their heart for something more. And and we're looking at this place where it's not just about the more from next from like having the perfect body, the perfect life, all those things that, you know, I thought because I grew up in a different time, but whatever. And it's not like that was what we saw on TV and, and in the media. Now we're at a place where we can almost identify that calling is something internally telling us we need we need to do something about this. And so that's tapping into who they innately are. That spark before it got dimmed. Reignite that, boost their confidence, empower them to think bigger, dream bigger, go after that thing. And if you don't have the right people in your corner, you've got a whole community here rooting and rallying for you. So there's different phases of where they come in. But the beautiful thing is, is like when you're in this community, you're you're in tandem with with others. You're leading, but yet also you're following, right? So it's this joint collaboration that at every level you go, there's always going to be some more opportunity for growth. There's always going to be opportunities to give back. There's opportunities to have, you know, social and fun. We're not, it's just not just about learning and doing the business stuff. It's about having a life too and having life with people who get you and get it. And that's the beautiful thing is we're, you know, in these online spaces, we're missing a lot of that. And that's what I'm, we're bringing here in online, offline, and hybrid version as well. And you've shared a lot of tools that you use that you use consistently. If you had to narrow it down, what would you say the tools, the most impactful tools are that you use when to help you move through fear or doubt or anything like that it comes up in your life? Two things. One is prayer. Second is journal. <laughs> so they're, they go in sync. My journal has been my outlet because a lot of times when we feel like we're not, we're, like we're stuck or things just aren't moving and there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of things that are happening even in our world that's indirectly affecting our inner world. And sometimes we can't always voice that out. So sometimes journaling or as an alternative, which is, I, I highly recommend having talk therapy as well. Some, you know, having, having a, a, you know, an advisory or uh, a mental health therapist to really talk to. But if you're struggling with just kind of some tug of war and internal stuff, dump it out in your journal. Because as you're dumping it out, one, it's a form of, you know, it's like that brain dump. We got to get out what's inside. And as we're sorting through, sometimes we realize, oh, it was just the same five items bouncing off at faster pace. It's really not that overwhelming. I can do that. That's not so scary. It's not so heavy and it's not so overwhelming. And then a third would also be, when I talk about journaling, would be gratitude. Gratitude is a huge practice in my life. 1000% has radically changed my life from the inside out. That's hands down, gratitude. But all those other pieces are very important to power prayer or just prayer in general. That's first, then gratitude, then journal. Good. <laughs> I love it. And so when it comes up in your life, when fear is a part of the journey, your current journey, what, what do you make it mean? What does fear mean to you? So fear, it's funny because we we were just talking about this in, in the collective as well. And in one of the conversations was like, well, how do you, how do you face your fears? Like, how do you overcome? Them? And I said, well, it's not 
it's easy as it said, like, because there's a lot of, you, you know, you have to build up the courage to at least do the one thing. And, and I love this quote by Mark Twain. And it's do the thing you fear the most and the fear of death is certain. And I was like, wait, say that again. Do the thing you fear the most and the fear of death is certain. So how do we get over fear? We do it. We do the thing. We take messy, imperfect action. We do it scared. And we just learn from whatever happens. It could be good. It could be bad. But fear is not a bad thing. Fear is fuel. Fear is like when it's telling you, oh, don't look around that corner. Now there's ways for like protection. But yet if you're, you can discern that between like, okay, is my physical health in danger? Like my physical well-being versus, oh, that's a scary thing. I'm afraid to ask that woman for help or I'm afraid to be seen or I'm afraid to whatever that is. It's taking small actions. So, you know, when we talk about like public speaking, it's a big fear, right? People think, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid of public speaking. Well, you're not just going to be past the mic today. What do you do? You start talking to your friends. You start talking to more friends. You start sharing things. You start, you know, speaking, you know, for example, I called bingo. You know, it's fun. But I never looked at the through line is how that is empowering me to become better at my speaking because I have an audience and I have to use my voice and I have to call and I have to be loud and I have to have a command with that voice. I don't look at that as that as preparation for speak, public speaking, but fear will tell you you're not qualified to publicly speak, but you're taking the small micro moments and micro steps leading up to the big thing anyway. So mm-hmm. fear can just take a back seat because it doesn't know that you're actually in motion to do the thing that you're already working towards anyway. Otherwise, fear wouldn't be peeking around and say, don't do that. You wouldn't even be at that corner if, it, if you weren't prepared and ready to do that. So fear is just trying to prevent you from doing awesome stuff that you're called here for. I love that. You said fear is fuel. It's yeah. It really is. Moves moves you forward. And what is freedom to you? Freedom is when you could just be you. And that's the journey. Self-discovery. Who are you? But who are you really? So that freedom is is filled within. It's freedom to really know yourself. And it's not just free to freedom in that context to just share your thoughts and opinions openly. It's about restraint. It's about control. It's about self-discipline. It's about really knowing who you are because of how you want to live intentionally, that vision of who you are, right? So that woman, she's free to just be in that vision, in that imaginary vision one can create for themselves. What is she doing? Does she feel stifled in a box? Is she stuck standing in a corner in the darkness? No, she's free. She's freely living passionately. She's freely on purpose. She's free to just be her. And who is she? She's you. She's me. She's the confident woman within. So beautiful. Is there one final message that you you want to leave us all with today? Yes. So in all of this of me just sharing bits and pieces, my stories to so the successes of the women that come through the confident woman to just, you know, relatable stories that we find in ourselves, you know, listening in and tuning in. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, you know, what happened to you, but how it's happening for you. What are the lessons and the blessings that come from what, you know, what was? Because today is the moment that you choose to decide differently. Yes, there's always some some jerk who does you wrong or some mistakes that you've made or, you know, there's a lot of stuff, but we can't be judged and held back by that. 
And so when we start holding on to that, that becomes, again, your identity and it's a story that you keep telling yourself. And so stories and identity go hand in hand. So our whole goal is to really get to that point, know who you are, because when you know who you are, you have the power to create your own story. And that's a beautiful gift that you give yourself. And that's a gift that you give to others as well, because you can say, here's where I was. This is who I am today. This is where I'm going. You become the hope and light for others that are just like you, that are challenged and feeling stuck and feeling like they don't have that, that purpose in their place here on this earth. So you have the power to create your own story. Give that gift to yourself. Thank you, President. Thank you. And tell us, where can we find you? Where we can find you on social media? Where can we purchase your books? All that good stuff. Yeah, all the good stuff. So you can find me online. My website is IamRachelBrooks.com. All my social media handles are I am Rachel Brooks. And of course, my book, Chasing Perfection, Journey, Healing, Fitness, and Self-Love, as well as Fit From Within, 60 Days to Finding Freedom, all available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold, including Audible on my Chasing Perfection. All right. Well, I gotta love Audible, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today and for sharing all of your wisdom. So many good little nuggets to take away. So many. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. 